Hi, my name is John Katsavos and welcome to the Fitness Oracle. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about the secret of how to drop 10 to 15 pounds and keep it off with complete ease. I've created a free three-part video series for you that explains what the three biggest mistakes people make when they're working out and limits them to the results that they're going after. I am also going to help you get all the details about how you can immediately sign up to the 21 day caveman challenge, which is a do it for you workout program. This has been developed by me for over 11 years of my experience as a professional personal trainer. So go ahead, put in your name and your primary email address, click the link in the show notes below right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you, with real stories just like yours, and this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Heather Klassen from Heather's Reiki. She loves everything that has to do with wellness. She is a yogi and Reiki master, a poet, massage student, and a psychic medium. Heather, welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Thanks for having me, John. This is a real a pleasure to be here. So how is Kingsville, Ontario? Are you guys opening up? Uh, things have been closed down for quite a while. Um, I just did get news today, though, that we will be opening up our spot in the next uh, two weeks. I think the 12th of June or that week, anyway, in the middle of June. So, yeah, I know the spa, the spa where I work at is... It's totally been renovated. It was open in January. So we did work um, maybe a week in December, um, but the grounds are fully finished. There's with the pool and steam rooms and everything is ready to go. So yeah, so it's super exciting. That's awesome. That's, uh, it's really nice to hear that everything's starting to open up. How have you been holding up over the last eight months? <laughs> you know, I've actually been doing really well. I think the fact that wellness is kind of my thing. This is really me and my element, just doing what I've been doing for years to cope with things. And uh, to me, actually staying home is kind of enjoyable for me. You know, I do really miss connections and going out, but um, yeah, I'm really, that's, that's, the, that's the big one. Um, yeah. I'm finding different ways to communicate and uh, kind of delving deeper into like writing. I started writing poetry this year and started writing a book and yeah so taking the time to work on myself so that's been really amazing that's really good um like I got a ton of questions for you because ever since 2008 2009 when I really started to get into the whole um natural wellness space um I, I have been introduced to Reiki but I haven't had it done on me. And so what is Reiki? It's, it's, yeah, it's hard to describe really, unless you have 
or experience it, I guess. Um, but it's really similar to massage. Only um, some people are confused and seem to think that we don't touch the body, but it's no, it's very similar to a massage, but where there's different hand placements throughout the body and it helps clear and move energies in the body, um, helps your body to basically, we're not really doing anything. I feel we're just the conduit, just um, finding ways to kind of uh, clear people's own energy and uh, let their bodies naturally heal themselves, ultimately. And, uh, but it does work with the parasympathetic nervous system to help the body slow down and get out of fight or flight mode and relax into rest and digest, which is the secret to our body's healing. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying that um, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest concepts that personal trainers and sales, sales reps for personal trainers get wrong is the 80, 20 rule that 80% is uh, nutrition or 80% is uh, exercise. 20% is nutrition is they, they actually miss the mark on one of them, which is rest and recovery. Uh, do you think that this is more like moving energy throughout blocks that people's that people have in their lives? Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, moving blocks within the body, um, like in massage, we, move the energy or help, you know, help the energy move. And with the Reiki, we can clear those blocks and uh, open up um, even different techniques too, where I've learned about just clearing meridians too. Um, what is something else called uh, um, emotion code and uh, um, access consciousness. We're just using the meridians in the body and just clearing that energy as well. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, I think when you asked me a question and you asked me what the most kind of pivotal aha moment for me was, and I think it was the day I learned Reiki too. That was, it just, it changed everything and how I look at healing and of course, healing yourself where it starts um, and uh, just shifting the whole paradigm. Um, but as far as working out, it's interesting because I started, I think I was overweight. I was really unhappy when I hit about 40. And um, so I was working out until I was blue in the face, going to the gym and doing everything the trainer told me to. Um, and I was bulking up, but I was not losing any weight. And for me, it wasn't until I started doing Reiki, sorry, yoga, um, that I started to actually feel my feelings and slow down and process and clear those blocks. And that's when I, yeah, was able to lose 40 pounds by myself, just doing yoga and listening to my body. Wow. Uh, we are going to touch up on the yoga because I've had multiple other guests that uh, have had quite interesting experiences with yoga. But uh, what got you into the practice of Reiki? Um, it's funny because I thought about that this week and it was the yoga I got into to help me deal with leaving a toxic marriage and going through divorce. Um, but I think it was the Reiki that really just empowered me to just work on myself and, and realizing that I could help so many people along the way. And, uh, yeah, 
so starting that, I started volunteering with my teacher. Um, we started volunteering at the hospital through a program through called Transition to Betterness. And that was just magical, being able to help people that were so, so sick. And it's funny because I thought it would be scary. I thought it would be something I didn't want to do. Um, I'd been to hospice training after my dad was in the hospital. And I thought that's what I wanted to do. But just being in the hospital and just um, giving treatments and talking to the families and helping them relax was very, very uh very nurturing, I guess. Yeah. So it filled my cup. That's awesome. Um, you did mention something about clearing meridians. So does Reiki actually tie in with uh, traditional Chinese medicine? Because that is something that I am familiar with. Okay. Well, yes, because you do. Is it the Tai Chi? Sorry that you do. Um, I practice the... Um, it's, it's like uh, acupressure. I, I was learning more on the acupressure, like understanding the meridians and trying to test certain spots on either wrist, ankle, or hand or foot to see, you know, where is the blockage and what's weak and what's not. And I would introduce it through uh, muscle testing as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's from Jap Japan originally. And this is like, goes back ancient um, history. And um, it was, it was actually very, um, there was a man, Asui, um, what is his name? Um, Asui Reiki was his name. And he, or sorry, Macau, Macau Asui. And it's Asui Reiki that we, we teach. Um, but he kind of is like the father of Reiki. And he's the one that developed it. And it was actually very, prestigious at the time only people with a lot of money like the courses were and treatments were very expensive so it was more um it wasn't at all mainstream like it is now so yeah so it's it's really cool that now we can learn it but share it with so many people and uh yeah help people just um heal themselves and uh there's so many there's so many ways you can go about it really mm -hmm. So, uh, your yoga practice now, um, what initially got you into yoga? Because like I said before, like I had two other guests that uh, came on the show and they had very traumatic experiences in their lives and the, uh, yoga, uh, yoga and meditation actually saved their lives, like literally saved their lives. So I'd like to get your story on the impact of yoga in your life. Um, yeah, I guess I had been, like I said, going through probably a bit of a midlife crisis when I hit 40 and I was very miserable. And, uh, there was, I figured there was a lot more than just taking care of the kids and going to work every day. There was something deeper, meaningful I needed to do. Um, so I started going to yoga and it, it, you know, it, it started healing me, healing my body. I was for the first time really just putting myself first which I found is not selfish and so needed. Um, so as I was doing that, I was getting happier and healthier and my whole life was starting to change and I was becoming empowered and stronger. Um, and yeah, and through all of that, um, it was really, um, yeah, I ended up leaving my husband after about 20 years 
and I'm lucky to be alive right now. He, it was very, um, yeah, he tried to strangle me and I somehow escaped, but I did not leave the house until about six months later. Cause I was probably reduced to a puddle at that point in my, um, confidence was really, really bad, in bad shape. And uh, yeah, so that's where the yoga came in and led me to everything else. And uh, yeah, my life has totally transformed since then. That was about 10 years ago. Well, that's, we'll get into that more later. <laughs> that, was, that just, yeah, that was the beginning and it was a lot, but um if you don't mind, we can we can dive deep a little bit. If you don't no, mind, that either way it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, you 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 also mentioned that there was this one specific practice that helped improves your mental state of mind. What is it? Um, when it came to the yoga. When it came to the yoga. Um, I can't remember what I actually said. Um, was it about resting and taking care of your body? Is that what you meant? I think so. I think, yeah, yeah. that was part of it. Was it um, the actual practice of it? Was it the actual combination between the practice and the meditation? I think it was, oh, well, exactly. And I know really yoga is what gets you ready for meditation and it helps your body slow down and be present and open to so much more, right? Um, yeah, that's where the meditation comes in and so many other other modalities, I guess, at that point. Now, I know for myself, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak to my audience, or who my audience is and whatever. But for myself, like I have a hard time meditating. Like I can only do it for like eight minutes, 10 minutes at the very longest. I got a squirrel, squirrely mind that goes on. Um, and if I'm listening to like music while I'm doing it with a guided stuff, I usually fall asleep. What are, what are some of the tricks that you use not to fall asleep while you're trying to, you know, fix your head? Funny. Cause I'm very much the same way. Very much ADD or ADHD. I haven't been diagnosed, but definitely there's components of that. Um, so I really struggle with that and that's where maybe the yoga comes in because it helps me relax, get the physical part of my body moving to, to get to a place where I can relax. Um, in the, in the uh, yoga teacher training, we did a silent meditation retreat. So for three days, we sat in like a old kind of a church kind of a setting. And, uh, and we just, we just meditated all day. And that was extremely difficult and excruciating and painful. And it, everyone else around us made it seem like it was the easiest thing in the world. But there's so much pain in your body when you're sitting like that. Um, but that was really a breakthrough point, too. That, uh, yeah, it cleared up so much and so much came up that really surprised me. And we had breaks every two hours and we would be able to eat and drink coffee, thankfully, and, uh, and sit outside in nature. And, uh, 
yeah, after even just the first two hours, I just wanted to just play outside. It was like my inner child came out and just wanted to play. So what am I doing wasting my time inside? I want to go play. So yeah, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> Did you entertain um, that thought? Um, it's funny because I have to do more of that. I, I force myself. And I think that's where me, like with yoga, when I was a kid, I was a gymnast. And, uh, so just doing that and things like riding my bike just brings me back to that happy place. But yeah. And that's how I feel some days. Like, I think I should listen to that more often with some days. I'm like, I think I just need to be outside and I do, and I'll sit. And, uh, Sometimes that's where some of my best writing comes where I'm just sitting outside and getting bored, getting myself like off of social media and getting myself out of working and studying and just, just being in nature is, is so, is so powerful. Right. Yes, it is. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Let's dive a little bit into, uh, toxic relationships. Now, from what you just shared with us, as you had a very, uh, very powerful thing happen to you. I know it's just the cream of the crop, and we're not going to dig too deep to, into it if you don't want to, if you don't want to share. That's, that's okay. Yeah. So one you understand now that you are not alone in something like that. There are, I could easily say everybody has been in one form or another, man or woman have been in a toxic relationship. For yourself, what happened? How did you, what happened? We'll just start off with that. What happened at that point? Is that what you're saying? What happened to, yeah, what happened at that point where you realized it was, you were in that toxic relationship? Okay. Um, I think it was probably, for me, it was two years before I actually left that I realized I just kind of had one of those moments where most people end up. And I was sitting on the kitchen floor one day and just realized what, like, what am I doing here? Like, this is ridiculous. And I knew, I knew I had to change because I knew I was making changes in myself. But, um, and I realized just how, um, how far things had gone and how toxic things had been in, in this relationship for many years. So, um, yeah, so I knew, okay, no one's going to help me. No one's going to do it for me. And it's time for me to make a change. Was there like, Verbal abuse, physical, obviously there was physical abuse. I mean, the guy was choking you. So that's, well, that's at first it wasn't though. At first it was, it was a lot of verbal abuse and stuff that I really just brushed under the rug. And it's just so many like offhand comments and stuff that I just would ignore and realize that it's so not normal. And, you know, realize that um, how far I would kind of gone away from myself and uh yeah. And um, yeah, so I know I needed to change. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be in a happy, healthy relationship and make it a change for a better environment for me and the kids. So what was that moment when you said enough was enough? Obviously, it was uh, it was sitting on the uh, sitting on that kitchen floor. But was there any other moments where you said, what am I 
doing to myself? Yeah, I think there were many moments and I know if there was any conflicts with the kids and that's where um, I noticed um, when my husband turned about 40 as well, when he, he was, I don't know if he was, I don't know what, if there was depression, bipolar, what it was, but something was definitely changing in him. And um, I could just see his aggressiveness getting worse and with the kids and it was just, um, it was just, it was not, it was not nice. And I knew I had to make a plan to get out. And finally, I guess I finally opened up to my family and opened up to my sister. And this is stuff that she does like for a living. So it was difficult for her to do on a a family basis, but she just told me to make a plan and, uh, and I did. So with, with, within making that plan and realize enough is enough. I can't sleep beside my bed with my car keys every night waiting for the next bomb to drop. So, um, yeah, she said, make a plan. So I did, I rented an apartment and got out within, within a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I guess that was it. But I think I just, I had been to the bottom of the bottom and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't do that anymore. Uh, totally. Um, yeah. Like I said, like it, guys, guys are in toxic relationship with women as well. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, totally. It's, yeah. It's not one or the other, and I and you're brave for doing what you what what you did. I mean, that's that's a very brave move. Not a lot of people have the courage to do something like that. Um, have you healed this relationship? I I I have healed it a lot, and I know I know for me to fully kind of be free of this, I knew I. I do need to forgive 100%. And I'm, yeah, I'm working on that too. Working, um, doing, I think more of the writing is really helping too and helping to release things and the poetry. Um, and yeah, uh, there's just a lot. Um, yeah, now my ex-husband is, is very sick and uh He's dealing with the cancer diagnosis and it's, it's, it, the prognosis is not great. Um, so I'm very empathetic, but I just, um, I mean, there's, there's no way we can communicate logically, but, uh, I'm doing everything I can to, to release any, any, those hard feelings. So. Uh, well, it sucks that he's going through that, but uh, it's great that you're actually trying actively to heal the relationship. Do you find that uh, the Reiki practice and yoga practice um, has that helped? Ha- has that helped throughout that period of time? Absolutely, and it's funny because I think just especially with being off of work right now and being home, um, and I'm just doing yoga every day again. And I know that's my kind of go-to whenever things are really hard, that's my go-to is the yoga. And that just helps me stay balanced, focused, and uh, on the right path, I guess. And uh, the Reiki too. And when, the more I can have an opportunity to, um, of course, for myself, but to help others too. And that's, uh, that's huge. Yeah. And I found like those weeks when we were at the hospital, um, I just knew that was my my life purpose. Um, those weeks that I was there, I found it was just magical and new opportunities would come to me those weeks. It was just lit up. 
So being able to give back for all, um, all the help I've received. So. Is it possible to do Reiki on yourself? Actually, in the first two lessons, it's actually the first year where you're actually just doing it to yourself. Oh. Yes. So I think right now there's so many people that would benefit from learning and working on themselves. It would be, it's, it's huge. And the thing is though, we, it's really something you have to learn in person. We can teach the theory online, um, but to do most of it, you have to uh, be in person. So yeah, so many things to open up again soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> really hope everything's going to start opening up soon. Um, we're going to be switching gears a little bit. We're going to be talking more about brain food. Um, there's so many different types of different descriptions of brain food when it comes to it. Um, again, like I, uh, I went to New York City to, to learn about nutrition and everything and uh i was actually introduced to like superfoods and stuff like that and brain food did come up so i would like to get your definition of the word brain food okay um hmm. yeah it's funny i've also been reading a lot of these medical medium books on life-changing foods and uh superfoods i've been following different podcast does Darren Olean to be one. Um, but yeah, just love all that stuff. Like whatever can make me stronger and healthier and healthier. Um, but for me, it was when I started going back to school and, you know, I'm 52 to go back to school with I'm in a classroom with 25 year olds that are used to working and doing this every day. And it was a bit of a challenge at first, um, even just to get rid of the distractions and all this and everything's online. Um, but I realized how important it is to feel your brain. So I had a friend help me and she put a little program together where she said, Heather, we're going to put this, like you treat this now as you're studying for exams, like you are kind of preparing for a marathon. So you eat well and feed your brain, feed your body, like you would feed your body. And uh, yeah, so eating nuts and dates. And I know the days of a test, I started eating a lot of chocolate and it was about midterm, my first term. And I thought, I just know how to get in the right headspace will change everything. And I just, it, it's, it's confidence too, I guess, with, with relearning and retesting. Um, but yeah, so I fuel up on dates and apples and things like that um, and have chocolate just before a test. And I found the first test I did that my brain was on fire and I, turn it into a game. So I was doing practice tests online and just turning it into a video game, not just reading the notes, which was really boring for me. And I, so I did that and I spent about two hours just diving in into the hyper-focus of the ADD land and just, um, you know, doing practice tests and winging it and getting the confidence and repeating, repeating everything until I felt really secure. So I went in the next day and I felt like I was one of those kids that like a lot of people in our class were, um, like trainers like yourself. So they have a lot of the, the knowledge of um, anatomy already. So going into an anatomy test and I just blew right through it. I had like, I knew every question and if not every question, but I didn't hesitate. I just, my brain was just so sharp and so clear and even just a hydrating your brain too, drinking tons of water. Um, 
but my girlfriend had put me on a program where I'm doing some, some breathing exercises in the morning, drinking lots of water and stretching and uh, meditating for a little bit. Um, but that just, and stretching and that just changed everything and just helped me stay really focused and clear. And uh, yeah, it's changed everything. And now my average is like 85 plus semester. And I was just squeezing by we need 70 to pass. And I really didn't think I was going to make it. I never had the best grades in school. Um, but yeah, this is changing things. So anyway, I can go off on a different avenue right now, but I'm going to really? stick up, yeah, uh, uh, with the whole education system and everything. But oh. I'm, I'm oh, going to stay right on focus with the brain food because, like, I have a big problem with the education system that we have today. Yeah, it needs it needs a rehaul. Yep. Big time, big time rehaul. Um, what are some of the benefits that you have seen by? switching some of some of the some of the foods that you would intake before you know going to a test or studying helping keeping you focused because a, a lot of what we put in here affects this definitely and it's you know as much as I found when I was learning Reiki and learning how to nourish the body rather than just of course eat for pleasure but really think about how this is going to affect the clarity in your brain and, and your body. Um, so just be more mindful of what I, what I put and kind of intuitively eating too. just might not see what my body is naturally drawn to. Um, but yeah, how much just eating fresher, making sure I have a ton of protein as well. And I'm actually eating more than I used to, but I'm eating more fruit in, my, in the morning and more vegetables with my lunch. Um, eating three meals a day and even through COVID, I gained some weight, but I was able to lose about 20 pounds just by eating more and the right foods, just listening, listening to what my body needed. Um, yeah, and I found, yeah, I need to stay away. For me, it's gluten too, and it just... Um, messes with my stomach and my brain and it's all you know that's all that's all connected so yeah, yeah. keeping things as fresh as possible too uh, just changes the vibration of everything as well do you believe that food has a vibration and it affects us physically and, and then that's where the mushroom coffee comes in too. <laughs> You know, it just, it, it, it helps me relax, but if it's feed, you're feeding the brain too, mushrooms and uh, yeah, honey, everything. Yeah. Whatever I can get my hands on. I, 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 I strongly believe that because I actually, and I prove it to people. Yeah. I take, I get them to um, grab a fruit, put it on their chest. Then I do a muscle test. Then I grab like a chocolate bar or a candy bar, put it on their on their on their chest, and then do another muscle test. One is strong, one is weak. I'll let everybody figure out which one is strong and which one is weak. It's huge. It's huge. I've been doing that for years, just you know, holding up to me and asking my body if this is good for me. And I'll get a yes, a sway test, either head forward or backward. Um, yeah, yeah, it's huge. And sometimes I do just need some pasta or something regular too. Um, 
and uh, yeah. So yeah, but just just listening to the body and incorporating as much um, like blueberries and uh, whatever fresh fruits, I realize are so powerful. And it doesn't even have to be the best quality. I can't always get organic, and it depends what's available here. Um, but yeah, but it but it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, one of these brain foods that I've actually come in contact with, and it's one of my favorite things, is coffee. Do you consider coffee as brain food? Um, I do, totally. Um, I do know it, it, like I mean, it stimulates the brain and drinking mushroom coffee, you, the mushrooms even um, light up different parts of your brain that, that were not used before. It opens up new pathways and even just the natural sugars and fruits and vegetables do the same thing. And it's, it's mind blowing. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've experimented with different mushrooms as well, chaga and reishi and, uh, cordyceps help your body balance out it's just yeah it's pretty amazing you haven't you haven't gone crazy with some of the other mushrooms no i haven't really dabbled any farther that way (laughs) (laughs) you know know, i have friends that have um i have not quite there yet but yeah (laughs) well just for the record i haven't either and i don't ever plan on doing it i do have some friends that uh do micro dosing with uh those kinds of mushrooms um good on them it's just not for me yeah, yeah. no i feel the same i was like well, maybe i don't know i don't think i need it and uh, I, i'm more about being true like more authentic and just just that that's not me so yeah but it works for a lot of people and that's okay yeah yeah, all the power to them, right? Okay. Uh, what's the importance of coffee? Um, I, 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 you know, it stimulates your nervous system, um, stimulates your brain, um, but it does stimulate digestion as well. Um, I don't know. Um, for me, though, mixing the mushroom say reishi with the coffee so today I, I just had a strong regular coffee but I mixed in some reishi espresso with it and I get it, it helps balance out the coffee so I'm not jittery and I can have like this is probably my third cup today so it's quite a bit um but I can have the reishi coffee and and I can still go to sleep later at night um not it doesn't keep me up all night um, I've been trying to cut back actually to not drinking anymore. Like usually after one o'clock or afternoon, I usually pull back um, unless of course I'm studying, but I don't know. It, it helps me study. It helps to turn my brain on and be more focused. So, Do you think it could become more of a, an addictive substance as well? Well, yeah, it can be. Yeah. And that's where I try to stay with the reishi coffee because it's, it's more balanced. It's not as uh, addictive. It just, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's not addictive, but it's, um, I think it's healthier. And this reishi, 
Well, the reason why I'm asking is because like I'm my my background is Greek and we're known for being heavy coffee drinkers. Uh, and I've noticed in myself, like I could drink like three regular coffees in a day, maybe sometimes four or five. And when I realize I hit that four or five, it's like, okay, I need to stop. And when I stop, it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where the migraine comes in and everything. How would you? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't get migraines. I don't get headaches. Um, but I do, um, I do mainly drink the Reishi coffee too. And when I first started drinking it, I would drink just the, the powder, the powder Reishi. And I started drinking the King, the spore coffee. And that is really powerful. Um, I noticed my skin was better. I found like my complexion was better. It was healthier. It wasn't as pale. Um, I remember going to see my girlfriend like she was selling me the coffee, you know, at her drugstore and I'd walk in and she goes, I don't know what you're doing, but you were like glowing. Your skin is just radiant. And yeah, it, it, it helps so many things. Um, definitely. And I mean, that alone was testament to, to the ratio for sure. Um, yeah. So I, I also love coffee. So that's just one of those things I'm going to keep doing. Um, but I do drink more of the, the, the reishi to balance out a little bit. Awesome. And this so, reishi, this reishi coffee is uh, organo coffee. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. yeah. So what is organo coffee? Um, it's coffee um, made. It has reishi that comes from China. And it's grown on like traditionally on logs, um, ground down into a powder. And they also use that in most of their products as well as the actual spores. Um, and which are like, probably, I don't know exactly the science, but it's probably a hundred times more powerful than just the regular powder, mushroom powder. And, and for me, I, I can drink a black coffee with the powder and it's okay. And it helps digestion. Definitely. Um, but the spores just, that's when my skin was glowing and like it, it's doing something to my insides and clearing out my, uh, clearing out my digestive tract really mainly. And a lot of people will complain or say, yeah, I have to go to the bathroom after drinking this coffee. You know, thinking, well, your body probably needed that. Your body needed to let go of, of some things. Um, my mom was just drinking the black coffee and probably within about a month or two, she, was able to go off her blood pressure, high blood pressure medication. She's 80 and just the coffee alone. And she does a bit of yoga, but she's a powerhouse. But yeah, she can, um, I was noticing difference with her. So that was huge. She's my, my role model. So that's amazing. anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because you get so inspired. It's really changing people's lives. Yeah. It's, it's pretty powerful stuff. That's really great. And it's just, it doesn't have the acid that that's what it is. It's the acidity in the, in the regular coffee that you don't find in the reishi coffee. So it's less acidic than coffee than regular coffee. That's what the difference is between yeah. other coffees, yeah. like it, espresso, stuff like that. And I, and I do have an espresso machine. <laughs> I love, love really good coffee. My sister had one and I think I got one last year too. That's a little treat, a little COVID treat. Um, but yeah, it's, um, 
Yeah. So I can drink that, especially when my digestion's on point, you know, if I'm the IBS flares up and I'm bloated, I definitely have to stay away from it and just stick to the ratio for a while. Um, but um, I forgot where we're going with that. Um, but yeah, the OSO, it's the, it's the cordyceps in the reishi that help balance out. So it, it, it kind of helps brings your body to a point of a homeostasis where your body is the balance. Cordyceps. I've actually done a study on cordyceps and the importance of cordyceps when it when it comes to um, steroids, because a lot of steroids use cordyceps at its rawest form, and they just manipulate the cordyceps to increase its potency. So it's more of a uh, a repair hormone because that's what steroids are actually used for. So do you find that when um, you're using this kind of coffee, you having more energy and you're, 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 you can quicker, you can quicker get into a, a workout routine. Totally. It, it gives me energy and focus primarily. Um, but yeah, when, when I first started drinking, say like the, the reishi, the, the spores, I started running again and, like I started cycling again and I was running marathons like 10 years ago, but I hadn't done anything that really strenuous in a long time. Um, but yeah, so now that I'm getting back into the yoga drinking the coffee regularly and cleaning up everything in the diet as well. Um, yeah, I'm getting back to that. And I just came back from a bike ride this morning, did the yoga practice and my body's getting a lot stronger again. So yeah, definitely works. And people look at me and I don't know, I'm, I'm 52, I'll be 53 this year. My kids are in their twenties and people, people in class think I'm like 40, you know what I mean? I, I, I think it really, the definitely the yoga and the reishi have really helped with um, aging for sure. Yeah, I get that too. I ha I'm not, I don't drink uh, the, the organic coffee, but it's, it's what happens when you start to really start to take care of yourself first. Uh, do you find that it's, uh, it's critical to, for somebody to focus? I, I think we covered this a little bit, but I want to dive in a little bit more. Do you think it's important that, you know, people start focusing on themselves and what they need? Yes. And I, I think I've struggled with this in the past where I was always giving and giving and not, I mean, sure. I treat myself and do things for myself. Um, but the importance of, of filling your cup first and, uh, and that's not guilt and you shouldn't be guilty. And I think so many of us, especially parents, um, are thinking, you know, we were kind of raised with this mindset of giving everything, but if, if you don't fill your own cup, you've got nothing left to give, but just working on yourself and you become the best version of yourself. And I found I'm not even telling my kids what to do, but just watching me will, will be the difference. Um, so I started, uh, started running probably in my mid forties and, uh, ran the first marathon and, uh, with a friend of mine and, uh, and then a year later, well, actually it was three years later. My daughter started running between then. And she actually ran with me like three years later. And I realized like, it's what I do. It's what I do for my body. That's inspiring my kids too. Um, 
just like say leaving that marriage, right? Was something that I'm showing her, you know, you don't have to put up with anything, right? And you can change your life. So yeah, so we're doing a lot of that lately. So yeah, I also left my job two years ago, just before COVID hit. And uh, I was working at a factory for about 20 years and uh, yeah, left and decided just to start a new, a whole new life. So it can be done. There are some people out there that would say that that is selfish. I don't believe that. I personally do not believe. I, I believe that people should be following their dreams, whatever those dreams should be. But what would you say to some to some to somebody stuck in that mindset? And it's funny because you know, even your you say your family and people put family first. And I think for a long time I, I did put family first, and not that that's wrong at all, but not neglecting yourself along the way and how important it is to take care of yourself as well as your family. Um. Yeah. And, and you're giving your family a better version of you when you're taking care of yourself. So yeah, definitely not selfish in my book. So lead by example. Exactly. Not that it's always easy to do, um, but yeah, definitely. I try not to make this a political show, but, and I really try and keep my mouth shut when it comes to politics but I think most po- most politicians today should be leading by example. And I think they're failing at that in spades. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, if anyone is interested in the organo coffee, like me, myself, I'm, I love my coffee. How could somebody get this coffee? Um, I guess uh, you could get on the website. Or you could find um, my link on on Instagram, and uh, and I can hook you up. I can send you a link and uh, send you some samples. That's how it all gets started. Just sending out samples, and uh, yeah, you know, I've met a lot of interesting people along the way. A lot of doctors, chiropractors, medical professionals that are are using this stuff and um, really helping helping a lot of people. So. Cool. Uh, I will share all your links with the show notes so everybody has easy access to you and uh, your products and everything. So uh, with that, we are going to be, we're coming close to the end of the show right now. And uh, I ask all my guests the same six or seven questions. And I just want to get your insight on these topics uh, with the increase in people suffering from depression from the lockdown what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? Um, I would say um, just, I think this is a time where so many people are lost, but just to focus on, focus on their health and focus, um, focus on their mental health. Um, However that looks to them, taking a class, um, exercising, eating well, um, getting lots of rest, coming for a Reiki treatment, yeah, massage, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, taking care of yourself, definitely. Great. That's, that's uh, critical. And it really is critical, especially in these weird times. 
Uh, where do you see Heather's Reiki, Reiki in the next five years? Sorry, I apologize. I always have a hard time with that word. I don't know why. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not alone. Um, I don't know. I, I see myself, I don't know exactly where, but when I'm done school and maybe focusing more on just the business, um, I'd like to be living somewhere in a small town, but I'd love to do a lot of traveling. Um, helping people all over the place, um, doing more calls, even just coaching people, um, treatments, and uh, yeah, probably doing more um, working from home, probably. And um, even if it's just coaching, but I'm also very interested in probably learning more about nutrition. Um, all over health as well um, is definitely a passion of mine. Cool. So, cool. In any way, I can help people. Cool. What about you personally, in your personal life? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, I'd like to be um, definitely settled um, with a partner. Um, just living a more relaxed, um, stress-free life somehow, somewhere. Um, more nature. Um, possibly northern Ontario. Um, that's kind of the short-term plan for the next few years nice yeah so you, and hopefully retire somewhere like maybe bc or california down the road but that's a long way that's a long ways away but we'll see <laughs> hey i found if you put it down in paper and you forget about it it actually comes true <laughs> yes yeah weirdest thing it's, in the world <laughs> well i had just been to a retreat a few weeks ago at a friend's retreat house in Huntsville, um, up north, northern Ontario. And I came back and I was talking to my girlfriend and she drove me and we just got back and she said, are you really into the massage? I'm like, yeah, I like massage. And I'm very interested in the physiology and learning more about that health-wise. Um, but I really want to start doing more speaking. I'd love to do a podcast. And it was like a two weeks later, I hear or a week later, I heard from you. So putting it out there is super important and just... Um, being careful who you share your goals with and just keeping that to people that you know would support you. So it doesn't take you, take you off your, take you off your path. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I got the fitness Oracle off the ground for the first time in 20 years. I checked out your podcast and I saw like a year ago that you'd started wanting to do podcasts and here you are already doing it. Like that's, you know, that's very good. Yeah. 20 year dream. Here it is. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm finding th things can appear a lot quicker than you think. As long as you're very clear and know exactly what you want and what you want as a lifestyle, what you want as a partner, it, it can just come through um, in other ways. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you could pick up the phone and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Oh, um, I would say don't stress about everything and, and don't worry and just have more fun. Definitely. Um, stay out of trouble. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, I, I worked a lot and I was in school and I, um, but just, yeah, enjoy, enjoy every day for sure. Looking back, would you change anything? 
Um, I don't think I would. Um, there are times when I, I think I may have, and I think that I, uh, you know, wished I hadn't gotten married and all these things, but now I realize I have two beautiful kids that are, they, they are the reason kind of I kept going for so long. <laughs> so, yeah, wow, got choked up there. Um, yeah, so yeah, my son, I mean, my dad passed away this year. It's been rough, but he's out of pain and he's at peace. And yeah, just, it's kind of incredible how like the last couple months have just transformed. So yeah, a lot of healing. Yeah, it's amazing how in the last couple of years, like the last year has changed people's lives forever in one way or another. It just blows me away sometimes. It's it's but but I realize this is also living fully, right? You get the good with the bad, and two weeks later, my son announced him and his girlfriend are getting married. So there's a lot of good things to look forward to. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what scares you? Um, I think. And it's funny, someone asked me this probably 10 years ago, and I've always had a fear of being alone. Um, I don't know if I still have that fear because I've been alone for a while and I'm okay. Um, but I don't know, fear of failure deep down somewhere, I guess. Definitely. Cool. Uh, where can people find more about you? Um, I guess I'm on uh, Facebook, but... Um, um, yeah, Instagram, Heather's Reiki. Um, we'll have all the links on there. So, yeah, that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, I will put all your links with the show notes so everybody has access to your content and to your website uh, for the for the for the for the Organo Coffee as well with the show notes. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, you know what, do whatever I'm thinking my message would be just do whatever you can to be happy and healthy, right? Whatever that takes. Um, that's important. And no matter what you're doing, as long as you're happy, that's, that's kind of the magic. That's great. Um, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I was actually really ecstatic to, to bring on a, a Reiki practitioner because uh, I never had a Reiki practitioner come on the show. So you're the first. Um, and just talking to you now for the past hour, just just learning about your story and how, you know, you could come out of such a, such a, uh, such a, I wouldn't say tragic, but eye-opening experience and make it into such a positive thing where you can actually help other people heal themselves through touch, through nutrition, through yoga practices. I think that's great. And I think um, it's very courageous of you to do what you did. And I applaud you. Um, and I think a lot of people could benefit from your story. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing it with us. Thank you very much. That's uh, very nice to hear. Thank you.
Going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and family members. If you know of someone who is suffering from depression, please share this with them as well as it may help them realize that there is help out there and that they are not alone. Also, please be so kind and give us a five-star rating on wherever you may be listening and some comments as your feedback is highly appreciated. Thank you again for supporting our mission to speak out and find solutions about men's mental health issues and stay tuned for more amazing stories from real people that are just like you.